Welcome to today's podcast, Confessions of a Cleaning Business Owner. Today, Diane and I are going to be talking about VAT, about our experiences when we and our businesses got registered for VAT, what went right, what went wrong, and what we would be doing differently if we had to do it all again. Um, So Diane, you're going to be starting us off today, aren't you? Yeah, so we've got a masterclass tomorrow night for our DCBM members all about hitting the VAT threshold. A lot of our members are getting really successful in their businesses and they're growing and some of them are starting to panic a little bit that they're almost at the VAT threshold some of them are even thinking should I just stay under is that is that safer um, but we're going to do a masterclass on how to manage it how to prepare for it and how to hopefully come out the other side and thrive so we thought we'd chat about it on the podcast about our experience of VAT registration in our businesses and how it went So before we start, not everyone's going to even know what the VAT threshold is. And we're throwing these words around. Uh, Are you quickly Googling what it actually? (laughs) Okay, so it's about, Diana, correct me in a second, 85,000. So when your turnover, and it's the turnover, not your profit, and turnover is everything that comes in when you get to 85,000, but it's not when you get to 85,000. They trick you. It's a, is it a rolling three-month period. It's, well, it's kind of rolling 12 months, really, but it's you have to almost predict that you're going to go over the threshold. So, yeah, it's, it's slightly complicated, but in, in sort of cold, hard facts, it's 85,000 turnover. But most people do it as it's, it's about 22,000 in three months. And if you've got an accountant, they're going, oh, oh, in these three months, yeah. you've done that, you need to register now. And you're going, but I haven't come anywhere near 85,000. But those accountants get you registered quite early, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a it's a scary process. And it was a scary process for me at the time because uh, I would planned for VAT when I started the business. I knew about VAT. What is VAT? Well, it's a 20 percent tax that you have to add on to your sales. So if you're charging £10 an hour, £15 an hour, you have to add on 20 percent and you charge your customer and then you pay it to the to the HMRC. And so I'm just going to cover this a little bit because this is fundamentally seen as one of the biggest problems in the domestic industry. So the actual biggest problem is people don't charge enough. Okay, And so what happens is they hit VAT. So you're charging your £18 an hour and then somebody says your rates have to go up 20 percent. Well, that takes you to £21.60. And if you were struggling to sell at 18 and you only went up to £18 maybe a couple of months ago and you haven't got that confidence, Suddenly jumping to £21.60, you then don't believe you can get a single customer in. You put all your prices up for your existing ones and you lose or believe you're going to lose half, if not all, your customers. And that is being forced on you by the government's tax laws. And that's what people think is going to happen. Yeah, it's like a penalty for success, isn't it? That's what it feels like when it happens. It feels like you're not going to be competitive anymore. It feels like your customers are just not going to pay it. And it feels like, well, I have to give it to the tax man. This just isn't fair. It's one for for in our industry, it feels like one of the most unfair taxes and the unfair rewards for being successful. And worse than that, so then when people look at this and they go, oh, my goodness, I don't want to do that. My customers will never pay it. So then they decide to jump into the commercial industry because commercials can claim back the VAT. So most businesses, if they're VAT registered, they can claim back the VAT. Therefore, to them, you're only £18 an hour, whereas domestic customers quite often they can't claim back the VAT. Some can because they run businesses, but 
let's say the majority can't claim back the VAT. So it is just a 20% increase on their price. And if you can't justify it, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is hard. And it's, you know, it starts with sales skills, doesn't it? And one of my top tips is going to be around improving your sales skills. But let's go back a little bit first. And so when when did you first register for VAT, Louise? Um, it would have been I I don't know you could check my records I'm sure somebody will go onto company's house and see when it was uh probably seven years ago probably but if someone checks it probably possibly is it's a roundabout then maybe further and when you had to register was it did you plan for it was it something that you you know you thought right in six months time we're going to have to register did you do it all the right way is what I'm asking so so this comes down to why I got into business I got into business because um I wanted the experience of running a business so register with HMRC doing the right process and nailing the right process was actually the reason I was in business so this was great fun to me it's like a game it's like a game of monopoly isn't it it's like what's the next hurdle what am I going to land on so I've got to say the method that I used um we nailed it did my business no end of good um but before we come on to this and I still teach this and I know you teach the method that I use because it was brilliant and I would advise anyone to do this and I will be talking about it but let's hear about yours first. Well, see, yeah, I don't think I was as organised. And certainly um, I knew I knew that I was going to have to register for VAT. We registered for VAT really relatively quickly, I think in the first year, year and a half of the business. And I just whacked my prices up 20%. <laughs> I, just, I just went for it. Probably probably like I did everything at that at that time was like, well, that's just how much it is. And, and, I, and I didn't really think too hard about it. And unfortunately, the the position the business was in at the time, I kind of left myself open to um, other people taking advantage of that 20% price rise, shall we say. So the biggest... The biggest hit from me was not so much customers cancelling, it was team members taking the opportunity to actually take customers from me because of the price rise. So it was like a combination effect. It was horrific. I'll be honest. It was horrific. And then the downside of that, the reality is you've just gone back registered. You've lost loads of customers. You've probably lost loads of staff by your story and you've dropped below the VAT threshold. So now you're making less than 85,000, but you still have to pay that 20%. And you shouldn't really be registered at that point. You are now making significantly less than you did before. yeah, so it was pretty, pretty. I probably made every mistake going. So, but it wasn't. It wasn't so much that I didn't know it was coming. I just thought, well, of course, I'm going to have to put twenty percent on my prices. I kind of just didn't think too much, obviously, about the effect it was going to have on my clientele. Um, and at the time, we were fifteen, so we went from fifteen to eighteen pounds, yeah, per hour. Um, and yeah, it was it was a really tough time. I probably lost about a third of our business um, over the space of two months. Um, I can say I think it was exactly exacerbated by a few team members taking an opportunity at the time but that's that's what it was but you know what within probably four to six months maximum um we got back that third and then some so it didn't actually have a long-term effect on the business but short term I was like oh my god what have I done what have I done um yeah because you're right it was like we've hit the VAT threshold let's register and then let's immediately lose a third of our customers and we shouldn't have registered crazy Um, and that's what people do and it's hard not to isn't it I can teach some cold hard experience how not to do it So I did it a little bit differently. I'll tell you my story. So I knew this was coming and I I thought, hmm, we're going to lose customers. Because when you put your prices up, you lost a third of customers. 
I've got to say, we, so I think ours were similar figures to you. I think we went up 15 to 18. It was a long time ago. Honestly, it might have been 10 years ago, but um, so we went up from 15 to 18, possibly more than that. But anyway, let's say those are the numbers. And I think we lost probably similar amounts, about a third of customers. But when you put the prices up, it's interesting. You don't lose them immediately. They're staggered over the next three to four months. So you lose some the moment you announce it. You lose some the moment they have to pay the first bill. You then lose some a month later, and then you lose some. So losing a third of your customers over a four-month period in an industry where we're so in demand isn't so bad. But I knew that that was coming. Okay, so I sat there and I thought, "Mm, I'm going to lose a load of customers here. So how about before I go VAT registered, I whack up my prices. So I whacked up my prices to 18 pounds an hour. If it was that now, it should be more than that. Um, And I sat there and made 20 percent more, quite frankly, profit. Um, and t- I mean, that's not 20% more profit. That was probably 60% more profit at the time. It's Your profit margins are way bigger. So we sat there and we lost customers. And I probably, like you, lost about a third. Now, if I didn't replace those customers, just dropping my business by a third, we were on the same amount of profit for a third less work. Best thing I ever blinking did. So <laughs> did we lose customers? Yes. Um, so we lost customers and then uh, we were making great profit but we were then dropped back under the VAT threshold hadn't registered anyway I think we wait till we got to about 84.5 before we even considered it um drop back down then we got back up to the VAT threshold then I closed the business right and the next day reopened it as a limited company which resets your VAT threshold should you do this yeah you know slightly dodgy but like <laughs> opened the next day as a limited company uh, it resets your VAT threshold. Uh, can I assume that if we did this 10 years ago, I'm not going to get into trouble for now confessing this. <laughs> How much trouble do I get into this? No idea. I don't know who you are. No, <laughs> Louise who? <laughs> I don't think we actually hit the VAT threshold. But anyway, very close. Opened as a limited company, which means then from an accounting point of view, we were on zero. Now, obviously we hit it quite fast in the sort of three to six months, but this depends on your accountant. I mean, do they wait until you hit the 85,000 or do they do it in the first three months where you're about that equivalent of turnover? Now, if you've got a nice accountant or you're doing it yourself, hopefully you wait till the 85,000. So then by that point, your turnover in reality, you're going to hit 85,000 in about six months. But actually your annual turnover, by that point, you've already lost all the customers. You're now growing fast, knowing you're going to go back registered. Your actual turnover should be in the region of about 120, 130. I'm going to get into trouble for this podcast, aren't I? And so you hit the 120, 130, then you absorb the VAT, you go VAT registered, absorb the VAT, your profit goes down, but it makes zero impact on the running of your business. Yeah, completely agree. And that's for now that that's completely my advice, learning from my experience and knowing that, you know, there's a better way of doing it. If you know that you are, you know, in fact, you know, start from the beginning. If you're in new business, start as if you've got VAT included, because eventually, you know, if you grow your business, you're going to hit it. So why not make more profit in the meantime? But there's a couple of other bits about that, because you don't have to go the 20% VAT registered. So It's interesting. Not all people are given this advice from their accountants and they don't get it. So the cleaning industry is quite unique in that most of our costs are staff. So we don't spend much on products. We like obviously we buy products and we've done plenty of podcasts about buying products. But actually, as a proportion of our income or turnover or expenditure, whatever you're looking at, it's tiny, like 
we don't spend that much. If you're spending a lot, please start buying professional products. So going on the flat rate scheme is brilliant. Um, the flat rate scheme means you can't really claim a lot back from the vat man, doesn't it? So if you were spending a lot on products, on vacuums, so like a shop buying and selling, you could claim the vat back. But we don't really want to claim the vat back because there's not much to claim back. And even on the flat rate scheme, you can claim back, is it once a year? I'm looking at you, Diane. I kind of know this. So once a year, you can claim back a major purchase of around about £2,000 from one supplier. So of course, we bought all our vacuums in one go. But it means that you're paying 11% in your first year and 12% in the second year on your flat rate scheme. So we were still charging 20% to the customers, yet you only had to pay 11%. Yeah, that's definitely a way of softening the blow as you start this. So especially, you know, hopefully you've planned, hopefully you've already included your price plus VAT for your customers for long enough that you've you've got some a nice cash buffer. But also it means that when you do go back registered, you go on the flat rate scheme to start with. Um, and then that means that you're only right, it's 11%, as you said, for the first year. You're only paying the HMRC 11%, but you're charging your customers 20%. Easy. And then the next rate kicks in. So this is the problem, isn't it? Like I've sat there in the past, I've done the calculations on this. And if you actually look at the profit, I can see why people sit under that VAT threshold because actually between the 85 and I think it's something like 130,000 pounds, you are better off staying under 85 than any. Yeah. So you've basically, and if you look at going from 85 to between about 120, 130, where you start to make the same profit that you were on pre going back registered. So you've got between 120 and 130,000 and the next VAT threshold, which I think is about 150, although Diane's checking as we speak. I'm Googling as we speak. Um, where you will make more profit, but then you hit the next VAT threshold. And that is where you now suddenly have to move off the flat rate scheme, the 12% scheme, and you move to your now I've got to pay 20%. And again, from 150 to about 180, I'm fairly sure on these figures, um, you then make less profit again, even less than you would have done had you not gone back registered. So you've now got, and this isn't just because of finances, it's because as your business gets bigger, your overhead goes up, you're taking on admin staff. So you grow your business and it gets more expensive to run. So all of these problems are compounded and you are now running a 200 grand turnover business and it's become a big beast and you're going I was better off like with my five staff and like it really ties in doesn't it and how many times do we see businesses business owners going what am I doing and they're seven years down the line yeah and that's the the challenge isn't it is that you know, you're right. If eighty-four thousand pound turnover, you'll be making more than you will be at one hundred and twenty. It's yeah, it's it's scary, but it's it's either go big or go home, almost, isn't it? On it. Yeah, and, and this is the advice I give to people: I'm like, you've got to break two hundred grand. If you if you push past the eighty-five, there is you have to get from eighty-five to over two hundred thousand pound turnover as quickly as humanly possible because the whole I mean, there are breaks in that bit, but pretty much the whole process, you'd be better off staying under unless you go thoroughly over. 
yeah so long as you're charging enough and, and making a decent profit staying under um and it just become about your margins doesn't it and all that sort of thing so what do you think i mean you know i've got some top tips for how to make this transition easier obviously don't make the mistake i did and follow louise's example and plan for it and put your prices up in, in advance and um, so if you're anywhere near tomorrow your next client has to be what your current price would be plus vat without doubt because otherwise you're not preparing for it but uh, you know but you need to brush up on your sales skills as well because if you're struggling like louisa said to sell at 18 then you're really going to struggle at 21 pound 60 so you you know sales skills are, are absolute key for me and it's something i've not struggled with in the business but even even me when i put the price up i still feel a little bit on that first one like oh they're not going to go for it you know i i sometimes wonder i think we've talked about this in the past I think part of the problem is actually people don't believe in their own service. And that's where they struggle to sell a little bit because they don't actually believe their service is worth 21, 60, 24, 25, pushing to 30 now, guys. Like it's that bad out there. But um, do you believe it's worth it? And and that's why they can't sell. And if that is the case, and I, I worked with someone not so long ago, and actually she said, well, I need this brand of vacuum before I believe that I'm worth it. I was like, go out and buy the brand of vacuum then if that's what you that's what it takes for you to believe that you are running a good business and so sometimes it's not just us teaching you how to sell and quick talking or anything like that it is actually you know have you got solid systems and I don't want to say systems like computer systems I mean is your business run professionally yeah, absolutely. And are you just a cleaner of you, you know, because that's that can hold you back as well, where you're thinking, I don't deserve £21.60 an hour. And that can happen in the industry quite a lot, can't it? Where we allow ourselves to not believe we're worth it. We might actually give the most amazing service, but we don't somehow believe it. How much do the people around you, like if all your friends and family are carers or things like this and they're working their butt off and they're seeing you making double, there's a turnover because you don't actually make it, let's be clear here. Um, they see you charging double what they're getting and they're going, well, what makes you think you're so good? I mean, this fat thing brings up a lot of demons, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, I think it makes people revisit why are they doing this? You know, did they do this to earn an income from cleaning or did they do this to build a business? And if you're at the VAT threshold, you're probably at that stage of what do I want to do with this beast that I've created? And and you probably grew it accidentally. A lot of people grew accidentally. So they suddenly go, oh, the VAT man's going to look at me. How do I split my business? How do I stay off the radar? What's going to happen? What? Do, oh, my gosh. It's not a bit domestic and commercial, you know, all these sort of ways. And it's just like, you know what, if you're there and you're, you're good enough to grow the business to that size, you're good enough to go to the next level. Yeah, a bit, but it ties in with now you suddenly have to know about Kosh. Oh, suddenly you've got enough staff. You now have to uh, register accidents. Well, that's called accident reporting properly. The laws change a little bit. None of it's that scary. I mean, we've been through it. If we can do it, you can do it. And plus, we're the DCBN set up. We literally have the answers. If you're there and scared, how many videos, training videos, tutorials? Oh my gosh, they're all there. And and that's um, what we're going to do tomorrow night, isn't it? We're going to talk everybody through how to how to prepare, how to register, how what scheme they need to be on, how they account for it, and just generally also how they can kind of push through and make make the choice. I suppose like okay, eighty thousand turnovers, great. Do I want to do what's next? 
am I prepared for it? And is it, you know, in my skill set, have I brushed up on my skills, got the right training, the right support? Because that's, you know, what DCBN is all about. In fact, actually, um, we had somebody that's been listening to our podcast join us recently. Um, and uh, because we've been talking more, I think, about the DCBN and this ongoing support, not just from us, but from our members, because we can go in our private group can't we and ask a question and within 10 minutes you've got you know five or six people giving you the, the their suggestions as to what to I do and they, they don't hold back it's really but it's really nice positive support but sometimes it's honest support too which is you know always really good I think I think it depends like you, you if you're in business you don't want the niceties you don't want someone to go oh poor you you know you want someone to go how do you solve it? Whether you like it or not, you have to get a thick skin because customers aren't going to hold back. So um, you need to know the answers and you need to know the answers fast and brutally. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's given everybody a bit of an insight into our slightly different journeys with VAT. And I don't know where you are at, you guys that are watching or listening and where is your cleaning business, but, you know, reach out, you know, if you need some support, then that's what we're here for. We've been there, done it, made the mistakes or not, but we've also learned the right way of doing things. And and we're here to kind of help everybody else to not make those mistakes, I suppose. So have you got a top tip for, for getting through VAT, Louise? Put up your prices, put up your prices before you hit VAT because you're going to have to put up your prices anyway. So whatever it is that is stopping you believing in yourself, whatever it is, take a good, long, hard look at yourself and make a rational business decision. And you're going to have to work out a way of letting go whatever's holding you back because this business needs you to put the prices up because that is how you run a business. Yeah. And I think my, mine's, the, mine's the same. It's the confidence, get those sales skills, get confident about your business and that you are, you are worth it. Um, and it you'll get through it. You'll be fine. And if you're not worth it, change and make yourself worth it. You know? <laughs> absolutely. If you need to buy a vacuum, buy it. If you need to do this, do That's it. That's what it takes. Absolutely. If you to win an award, win it. And um, yeah, awards are coming up, by the way. I like to plug oh, yeah. that on every podcast. Yeah. But the, the entries are closed for the awards, aren't they? So it's judging time. It is, but I have been exceptionally busy. And so actually, although it officially closed two days ago, I haven't closed off the cap. So if you ah. could still enter, by the time <laughs> this goes live, they'll be closed. But uh, I was supposed to close it two days ago, but we've been behind. And I think we owe a bit of an apology for the last podcast. Um, I had a little mess up. So if you were watching on YouTube, it went perfectly. Spotify and iTunes, I unfortunately uh, released the unedited version. So you heard us at the start going, is it on? Is this, is this turned on? <laughs> So you listened to that last week. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. We, we did change it, didn't we, eventually? But yeah, it was out for a couple of days. But, you know, keeping it real, we make mistakes. That's, yeah. that's why it's called Confessions of a Cleaning Business Owner. I was amazed. I think there was like 35 people listened to it before we noticed. And I was like, no one told me. No one told me that we'd done this. Anything. But- they probably just thought it was deliberate. Oh, okay. <laughs> See you the next one. <laughs>